Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker Retail Ranger. Retail Ranger. I wake up every day before the sun comes up. Turn on the coffee pot and pour some in my cup. Head right upstairs to take a very hot shower. As the water hits my face, I start to feel the power. Thinking what lies ahead, I start to create my plan. Looking in the mirror, I say, Ranger, you're the man. After I get dressed, I go and kiss my bride. Grab my coffee and keys and I hop in my ride. On the way in, the plan starts to form. I'm feeling pretty good cause it's the calm before the storm. Retail Ranger. I unlock the doors, wondering what I'll see. My eyes darting back and forth, how's my day gonna be? I turn off the alarm, then walk around the store. First thing I check is the cleanliness of the floor. If it's not up to par, I stop to write a note. Like the wax is a little weak, could use another coat. Retail Ranger. On this walk I use the customer's point of view. That helps me determine what we need to do. I dole out some notes based on what I found. Checking on my financials, they're looking pretty sound. It's gonna be a good day. Retail Ranger. Well, speaking of financials, uh, I'm gonna have to find a place to put all these F-250s I'm gonna be getting when the royalties start rolling in on this thing. Oh, yeesh. So what do you think? It's not your worst work. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I did feel my head bobbing a little bit. It's got a little earworminess oh, to it. Oh. I'm starting to learn the the tracks and stuff on here. Hey, Roddy, there are neighbors doing something outside next door, so Roddy might chime in from time to time. Bear with him. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, welcome everybody to the Retail Ranger Podcast. It is uh, Sunday, November twentieth, twenty twenty two. I am Walker Retail Rapper. And with me is, <laughs> ah, see what I did there? As usual is my beautiful bride, Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm doing fine. Good. You can't wait to uh, to listen to that song again. You've only heard it 17 times. Oh, my so. Lord. See if this is too loud. Well, I had see to test. I need to do. You know, if we're going to do this and we're going to become millionaires. What's this we? Well, I'll be the we when it comes to the well, that, oh, oh, then you'll jump in. <laughs> I'm going to do all the hard work and you'll just be the babe on the arm. Yep. All right, that'll work. So, uh, hey, Exciting news. Our last episode, episode 49, is our like fifth most downloaded one that we've had so far. Because I know the first five episodes kind of blew up, I guess, the new algorithm. They threw it out there. Right. And uh, it's been kind of an organic growth. That's what we'll call it. Okay. Non-GMO growth. <laughs> right? Organic. And uh, I think we had 93 uh, listens last time I, I heard on this la- the last episode, the last time I checked. And that was pretty awesome. And we picked up several new countries. Yeah, that's so exciting. Mexico, India, uh, Nicaragua, uh, Puerto Rico. Hong uh, Kong. 
No, we've had Hong Kong for a oh, while. Okay. What's up, Hong Kong? Y'all hanging? <laughs> hanging Kongin? So that's been really cool, um, just watching that growth. And we were talking about it earlier. Um, you know, I don't take myself too seriously. This is kind of an outlet for me, more so than... I mean, of course, we're going to make trillions of dollars at some point. <laughs> we're going to go viral. Of course, they will come up with some antibiotic for it and will not be viral <laughs> anymore. But, uh, you know, we're going to be rich someday. And uh, we'll look back at this and say, wow, it all started upstairs with Roddy barking and an amazing rap journey that started. <laughs> and we were listening to it, and I think I put it in the description. I did release the, uh, the song as a bonus episode for you guys that just want to listen to it on your way into work and, you know, get that fired up thing going. <laughs> but uh, I sounded kind of Tone Loki. And I guess after I made the little tracks, I was like, man, it sounds like 80s and Tone Loke. And so 80s. That's kind of like where I grew up with that stuff. So I, was I definitely cool. thought of yeah that song. Well, I don't know. I was pretty excited. So <laughs> anyways, thanks for bearing with me, folks. Uh, the holidays for today. Let's go to the little iPad here because we're still printerless, which we've decided we are economically or what is that? What is that? Environmentally friendly because <laughs> we're just going to use what we have here. So today is National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. What are your thoughts on peanut butter fudge, Liz? I love it. Any shape or form. Okay. I, I, I kind of do. I think I prefer peanut butter fudge over regular fudge. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of fudge, as you know. I like regular fudge is my favorite. Like, you, like More so than peanut butter? Dad used to make Well, that. yeah, if you got your pop doing it. you kind of. But I love peanut butter and I love fudge. I mean, I like so. peanut butter fudge. It's, <laughs> it's not my, oh my gosh, I got to go get peanut butter fudge. But if I'm going to eat fudge, I'd rather eat the peanut butter. Yeah, we used to get it at the state fair. That was so good. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like mm, what they do. Yeah. I mean, if you're making peanut butter fudge, you better be good at it. Oh, heck your... yeah. Uh, it is also name your uh, personal computer day. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really do that. I got a couple cool stickers on there that came from Christine's Perfectly Soy Candles when I got that gift box. I had a couple, she had to send a couple meme stickers. Oh, and, yeah, they were pretty And those cool. are on there. Uh, you got to be squidding me. Oof. Anyways, I was reading the things. Uh, it's also <laughs> National Absurdity Day. And without going into it, I, I look at the picture that they show, and it's a fire hydrant beside a lake. <laughs> it's that kind of stuff. Okay. So we're not going to get into that. We, we got a lot to cover today. I do have some a uh, couple articles I want to read. <clears throat> um, but first, we're going to talk about uh, the little chili update. So that was part of our episode 49 shenanigans where I ate the chili and didn't have taste. Before I was finished cooking it. Uh, here we go again. I listened to the podcast this morning. And you were very passionate and defensive of your chili, which I respect that. That's probably why we got the 90-some-odd thing. Everybody's probably going, yeah, Liz, you tell <laughs> So uh, you also had made these little corn muffins, like the bite-sized ones. Yeah. And those were amazing. And they, the chili actually came out phenomenal. Thank you. It, it was, it, once it had time to blend, all the spices <laughs> married, blah, 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 it tasted good. Surprisingly, we didn't taste the bacon as much as we thought no, we would. But it was, you know, it had a depth of flavor. Layers. Much like my track. A lot of layers on that dope beat track that I laid. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, and then I, I forgot what day it was, but you, you enticed me. You said we were having surf and turf. And I was like, sweet. Because, you know, normal people that's, you know, <laughs> steak and shrimp or something like that. And turns out it was a leftover steak from Outback <laughs> that was about two days old. And. You call them fish sticks, <laughs> which we get into this controversy with you because you always call them fish sticks. And I think of fish sticks as the long, rectangular, breaded, crunchy, like uh, fish processed p fish put together like kids. Like eat. you used to eat in school. Right. 
But you you call fish fillets fish sticks. Well, which they're the size they of are, them now. And I will give you that 100%. They are the size of basically a big fish stick now. So, <laughs> But we ended up having fish fillets from the freezer and that <laughs> leftover outback steak. So it was redneck surfing turf, yes. everybody. It's pretty good. Uh, we had talked about a couple of weeks ago about the potential scarcity of whipping cream and half and half. Right. And we were kind of questioning whether you could freeze it or not. So we've got a little update on that. Do you want to talk about the what we've seen so far? Yeah, I'll let the whipped cream thaw out in the refrigerator for a couple of days. And then I went to shake it, and it was like shaking a brick. But it wasn't frozen. And I kept shaking it and shaking it. And finally, you know, I got a little swish swish going on in there. But what kind of, what happened was, I guess, the milk solids got um, stayed colder than the milk or they just all kind of congealed together. So it's kind of separated yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But I ended up, I wanted to see if it would actually whip. 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 So I, I um, whipped it up with some powdered sugar and vanilla and I couldn't get that, you know, really nice, you know, how, light airy. Like I mean, fluffy. it got airy, but I couldn't get the firmness of, you know, okay. heavy whipping cream. Did you get peaks? I, some mild peaks. See, I know what peaks are. All right. <laughs> but when I... Peaky blondies. I, I tasted it. It tasted good. Okay. But it still had... It was a textural difference. But, I mean, if you were in the apocalypse and you had to make a lemon meringue... You would love it. Okay, it would work. <laughs> yeah. So, it do, you can freeze whipping cream. And... and and it didn't explode in it the container. It did not explode. And then the half and half has been frozen. So yeah. It's probably going to be I the same concept. I figured the whipped cream, you know, pretty much made it. Yeah. The half and half will be fine. Some's better than none, right? Right. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Liz, we have Liz, tell us, uh, give us a sense of the place today. How big a deal is this and what's going to happen tonight? What are you doing? I, I was, that's my new way of asking you what's for dinner tonight. What are we doing? We're actually having um, chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie? Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I had made the filling for it. Right. From when I baked chicken in the chi- creamy chicken soup right, and right. all that that we had before. So then I just took all that, added peas and carrots and, you know, cooked some onions and mm. put it all together. Mercy, I'm hungry now. And then froze that. So then all I had to do... Is just pour it into a pie shell. Okay. Put a top crust on there and stick it in the oven. Well, that's awesome. So uh, I know we had a great breakfast this morning. Megan had come over and we had a little breakfast buffet that you cooked uh, waffles. Yeah. So I'm still kind of full from that. But now that you mentioned chicken pot pie, my stomach just emptied. I'm going to eat. <laughs> What's the perfect weather for it? Oh, it is. It's nice and brisk out here today. Yeah. Uh, speaking of brisk, it has nothing to do with the word brisk. <laughs> I can't nail all my segues. I can't. But we, we went to a, a play last night that your sister... Like did created produced directed whatever, and it was the last night of the, the thing. And I know she had a couple of her actors or actresses that were well, out it, sick. It was like five. Like ended up. Well, four were sick and um, one had to go out of go town out of town or, or something. something. It was probably the funniest play that they put on, in my opinion. It, it was hilarious. It, it was so well done. I couldn't tell that they were missing anybody or somebody was somebody else. I, and never missed a beat. No, it was awesome. I mean, for really us who really didn't know what was going on. Did a great job. They did. The celery uh, stock players. The celery stock players. I love that name. That's <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, speaking of celery, my AGBC crew is getting stronger, Liz. The anti-green bean casserole crew. I have actually got responses from nice. listeners that 
they're not comfortable coming all the way out yet. <laughs> but they're they're letting me know on the sly that they too do not enjoy green bean casserole. Now I did have one, a northerner, insisted that he loved green bean casserole. And you know what? To each his own. But there are more AGBC people in my crew than the the pro green bean casserole. So it's going to be much like our song. It's going to take some organic growth <laughs> for it to catch on. But I think by the year 2070, green bean casserole will be gone. That's kind of my mission. I've got a vision, a mission statement. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, acronyms there, the AGBC, the anti-green bean casserole crew, uh, you know, sometimes you'll see people that'll have monograms on the back of their car, like with their initials, like in that big cursive writing. Right. You really need to think about it before <laughs> you put your initials on there. Uh, this person, I, I think it goes like your first initial and then the middle initials on the right and your last name's the big one. Right. In the middle. So this one was SBD. And for those of you with immature humor, like myself and most of my friends, <laughs> silent but deadly. Oh, <laughs> I caught that when I was cruising the other day. Um, I do want to talk about a serious note, um, parking lot safety. You know, a lot of folks are out there, um, hustle and bustle, holiday shopping's kicking in. Please, please, please be very aware of your surroundings. Don't be on your phone. Don't have headphones in. Don't listen to this podcast until you get back in your car and your doors are locked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want you to listen, but seriously, be aware of your surroundings. I mean, I've, I've heard stories. You always hear the, like the, what are they called? Urban legends and all that stuff of crazy stuff. There, there's some truth to those things. Right. That's why they started. But little things like somebody coming up and asking you if you need something or, you know, just, just be very aware of your surroundings and have a way to protect yourself. Even if it's your keys in your hand, um, screaming at the top of your lungs, just, just get ready and be prepared. There's some articles that we're going to go over here, and, and it's it's very disturbing, um, especially in the retail industry right now, uh, the retail theft increase. Uh, I've got some articles. I'm going to read some data, and it's kind of kind of mind-boggling. So if, if we're having retail theft issues, there's obviously some unscrupulous people that are in our retail establishments right now. Right. So I think now more than ever, we really need to be focused on that. Let me pull up this first article here. Uh, this is from... Dun, dun, dun. Is this it? Yeah. All right. So this is from marketplace.org. Retailers are vexed by rising shrink. So shrink for non-retail rangers is when you're, you're missing product or, or money. Right. Um, real quick, uh, retail, the national retail federation is out with its 2022 retail security survey. And this was actually, I think this was two months ago. Um, one of the other articles I have is more recent, but, uh, they said retail shrink, which includes problem like th problems like theft, gift card fraud, and inventory mismanagement, accounted for nearly $95 billion worth of losses last Whoa. year. That's about $5 billion more than the year before. Mm. $5 billion is pretty big. Yeah. Because that's what I'm thinking we're going to end up grossing when it comes to the song. <laughs> we'll gross $5 bill. We'll probably net two and a half. <laughs> you know, but that's pretty big. Um, it also says, meanwhile, there's been news that Target, Walgreens, and other major, major retailers have closed some locations or shortened store hours because of thefts. Um, and they said most of the stuff that's happening isn't run-of-the-mill shoplifting. It's actually organized crime. I mean, you've seen the videos of the mobs of people going into buildings and, yeah. and just cleaning it out. So 
that's the major part of it. But I will say I have seen an uptick of empty packages in my store. Yeah. I'm not seeing as many shopping lists as of late. Come on, people. Yeah, I remember one of the stores I was in, they would do shelf sweeps where yep, they would get yep. a basket and just stick their arm on a shelf and just wipe everything Literally off. Literally sweep it away. Oops. I just wiped off the microphone. That's all right. Um, wipe everything off into the basket. And sometimes they would just head out the door with it. Sometimes they would stage it somewhere near the front door. Yep, and get ready. And, and snag it somebody when else would walk in. That's tag team, man. And walk out with it, which is very frustrating. So this other article from ProgressiveGrocer.com, um, during their t- earnings call, Target said that retail theft has jumped about 50%. Whoa. 50% year over year, resulting in about a $400 million decrease in their gross margin so far in 2022. Mm. That's so far this year. Um, Glad so, the year's almost over. Whew. Well, and that's a thing. <laughs> They've got to do things to kind of negate that that gross margin loss. I mean, they're not selling as much of that high profit general merchandise anymore. Yeah. They're selling more the lower margin food and consumables, like most retailers are, because t- times are tight. So if they're losing all their margin in, in theft, that's not going to be pretty at all. All right, the next article I'm going to bring up to you is very disturbing to me. I'm not a fan. We've talked about it of the uh, like the plant based hamburgers and stuff like that. Yeah. So this is an article from CNN Health, or CNN.com. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has given a safety clearance to lab-grown meat for the first time. Lab-grown meat. Yeah, I, I don't, I am not feeling that. Um, Upside Foods, which is a California-based company that makes meat from cultured chicken cells, will be able to begin selling its products once its facilities have been inspected by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. What? That's nasty. Uh, they said oh the agency, God. or the agency said it had evaluated the information submitted by Upside Foods, and it had, quote, no further questions at this time about the firm's safety conclusion. That doesn't, that sentence right there <laughs> says to me, the company provided the FDA with information, and the information was like, all right, cool. It, I, I didn't see where it says that they went in and... Yeah, that's a little disturbing. It is very. So, here's the next part. Advancements in cell culture technology are enabling food developers to use animal cells obtained from livestock, poultry, and seafood in the production of food, with these products expected to be ready for the U.S. market in the near future. Whoa. So, it's not just chicken. I mean, I, I, I heard the word seafood and stuff like that. Um, the FDA's goal is to support innovation in food technologies while always maintaining as our first priority, the safety of the foods available to us consumers. I don't know. Dude. (sighs) So no matter what your feelings are, how coronavirus happened, there was something that happened to the actual original virus, right? Right. It, it went ham on us. Let's go ahead and start messing with the cells of chickens. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, and there was an article totally unrelated but they're trying to bring back mammoths i don't know we talked about that the other day you know they've been talking about that for a long time yeah a long time well they've probably been talking about it because they're going to try to get us used to it (laughs) yeah but is that a good idea to bring a mammoth back i I mean i heard it was something about helping with the uh permafrost like them walking across the permafrost helps blah 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 i don't know i'm not an environmental scientist obviously but that there was a, a positive reason for bringing them back but dude I That's mean, so bizarre. Uh, I mean, 
They made Jurassic Park for a reason. Mm-mm. We literally saw this movie already. Yeah. Not a good ending. And now we're going to start doing that with chicken. I mean, seriously. And mammoths. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say? Hey, Roddy doesn't like that Roddy, idea. Roddy. It's okay. We'll but still like, get you regular food. But messing with, with genetic stuff, we don't need to be messing with Mother Nature. We got plenty of problems that we can put our focus on right. here and now versus that. Um, I do want to end on a different, like, kind of not doom and gloom note. You know, mammoths taking over the planet. <laughs> but something you and I discussed, we discussed it quite a bit over the years, and it's just a frustrating thing that us retailers have to contend with. And that's the inconsistency with the beveled edges of cans. Oh, beveled edges. So if you are a nerd and you like to stack your cans labels up in your cabinet, you can probably appreciate this where the stan- the scan the, the scans the, the cans <laughs> are stackable on top of one another. Right. There's some that are mirrored from the top and they, they don't stack. And like you said, they make the most horrible noise when they fall off that top of another can onto on, the shelf. On the grocery shelf. I know. That's one of those so- sounds that just drives me insane. It just gets you right to the bone. Well, I did a little reading on it today. Um, obviously, different manufacturers do it for different reasons. The number one reason is it's cheaper. Because the can, if it's not beveled at the top, it doesn't matter whether it's upside or down. Up, yeah, up right. Or down. Um, you can open it technically easier if one end is curved in a little bit. You can flip it over and use a can opener on that, which I guess you can't do it as easy with a beveled can. I don't agree with that one as much. <laughs> um, and a lot of it just has to do with what the manufacturer has available. But you can get more on the shelf if they are beveled because you can stack them and they stay there if just oh, like yeah. um bushes beans the short cans the small cans oh, they my will not stack so where you could clearly get two cases of one flavor in there you only want to put in one case because they're going to fall over and it's right. going to be a big mess they're all going to get mixed up and it's just ugh. and even if you put them in your cabinet at the house if you yeah. buy one of each variety and you try to stack them up neatly in the corner yeah. they're not going to do that <laughs> they're going to fall over the place and you will know the the pain that we feel that's just one of the worst sounds it is it almost sounds like svu oh yeah (laughs) but that is one of our little frustrations so what else you got going on there liz uh not a lot i want to give people back their time that we took from them at the very beginning of this podcast with that amazing ballad (laughs) slash anthem slash i think it's an opus this is what they call an opus (laughs) is it (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you. Uh, anyways, I did, I did for your listening pleasure that it was released separately as well, so you don't have to catch it on the podcast again. But we do appreciate everybody listening all over the world. We are internationally known, and we're known to rock the microphone. Oh, no, that, that rap's already been done. <laughs> I, I believe Rob Bass said he wasn't internationally known, so we've got an edge up over Rob Bass. Right. We are internationally known. That's what I'm talking about. And we each have a microphone. <laughs> so I uh, appreciate all the, the support out there. Uh, I love the non-cell-cultured organic GMO growth that we're having, <laughs> slowly but surely. I think we did bump up back to 26 actual subscribers or followers or whatever. So we, we're teetering. We, we pick two up, we lose two. We pick two. That's all right. It's an outlet for us. And we do appreciate everybody's support. And when we 
we have that kind of billionaire money, we will remember you <laughs> as we visit and do a world tour. Live from Hong Kong, everybody. The Walker Retail Ranger Podcast. We'll have to get a translator, I would imagine, at some point. That's That'd come out of the budget. Never mind. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody's support. Y'all have a great day. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers. Be sure to check out walkerretailranger.com. You can go there, maybe copy the link, and I don't know, send it to some random people on your phone. Help spread the word. We also set up a phone number. It's 804-491-6097. We can take text or voicemails, and it's a great opportunity to give us feedback on the show or maybe give us a topic you want us to shoot the breeze about. Uh, As always, we appreciate your support, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.